With the second pick, the Denver Broncos select Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller. Welcome to the Voncast and the and the BR app. Um, I have a very special guest that's going to join me today. But first, I wanted to talk about the game on Sunday Night Football. Um, lo- another loss to the Bengals, man. This uh, this week, um, you know, during that game, like we had moments of uh, of playing like the team that I know we can be. But um, there were other moments in the game where it just didn't allow us to gain momentum. Um, we had really good spurts on all three phases, but just wasn't enough to to beat the Bengals. Um, they're a good team. You know, I don't want to give any poster board material to those guys or anything like that, but I just feel like if we play to the best of our ability, like, we should beat them. And I'm sure all, team, all, all teams around the league feel like that, but, you know, we got Josh Allen and our offense has it's, it's magic in the bottle. At any given moment, you know our defense. We have we have all the, the we have all the pieces to be a competitive defense in the league, and you know we just have so many players. And I'm in the locker room with these guys each and every week, and I just feel like you know it's it's just it's still just a matter of time before we explode. But you know we are running out of time to, to get it done. Um, you know, no need to sound an alarm or anything like that. It's it, we're still in great position to do all the things that that we set out to do before the season. Um, it's just, you know, time to do it. And it'd be a great week to do it this week against the Denver Broncos, my old team. You know, we'll get into it uh later in the show. But um, yeah, it was it, it was a a tough loss, especially for me, you know, um missing that tackle at the end of the game. I just feel like, you know, those are the tackles that that I normally make. Um not gonna get into to schemes or wh- who I was looking at or who I was supposed to be looking at. It was just I had two guys on my side that I, that I had. I had a tight end and uh, and a running back, and you know, and then all of a sudden you you're one on one with Joe Mixon, and you know, I just got to be able to make that play, and you know, I, I'll be able to make it in the future. Just got to keep going. Um, you know, I felt good going to the game. It's probably the the best that I felt since I've been back, but still, still a ways to go to, uh, you know, to be the type of player that I want to be, and to be the type of player that I know I can be. So, you know, on to the next one. You know, the the journey keeps going. Um, you're never, you know, out of the fight. So you just have to keep on fighting, keep on grinding. That's what I've been doing my whole entire uh, NFL career, my my little league career, my college and high school career. So that's just the story of one. Got to keep going. And, you know, now on to my special guest this week, Cam Jordan um, is, is my guy, man. I, I know I'm on and off the football field. He's helped me with numerous things, man. He's an eight-time Pro Bowl defensive end. Um, the New Orleans Saints Career sack leader Cam Jordan, how's it going, bro? Man, I know it's going. It's going good. We're, we're blessed, you know. We're just blessed to be in the NFL. Blessed to be here, and you know, blessed to be on Voncast. Finally, I've been seeing you. You've been doing your thing for a while. Finally got that invite. Must be doing something right. I appreciate you for coming, man. I know you're a podcaster too, and I did your podcast last week. So it's coming to be like a weekly thing, man. Like we 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 podcasting weekly. You know, I text you whenever we're, I'm playing one of the teams that you that you're playing, man. And you know, starting to come, it's starting to become a, a weekly thing, man. Absolutely, bro. Like you know, your your deep dive, your deep dive in the teams is is awesome. You were like, you can't. What you what were you thinking on this move? I'm like, bro, I would never have even thought to do that because I don't think offensive linemen matter enough. No, yeah, you just run, you just run straight through them, man. Your games are games are a little bit different, man. You you just bully the guys and trash them and all game long, and then. 
you know, hit him with a, I seen a, a chop hump. I seen, I seen a chop hump in there. You got the spin. You got, you got whatever it takes to be the tackle. I, I might say that. You got whatever it takes. And these some of the things that we've talked about at my past first summit. You know, I wanted to tell you again, I appreciate you for coming out. Um, he has a, he had a very important role in this year's past first summit. Um, he was working with all the young guys on another side of the field. DeMarcus Ware wasn't there and Cam, Cam Jordan filled that void. Um, like no other could, man. And I appreciate you coming. I've said it to you so many times, and I appreciate you for coming, man. In this area of, of quarterbacks dropping back more than ever, how important is it to help the next generation of defensive ends learn, learn the skills that's necessary to be successful in the NFL? Man, you, you say they drop back more than ever. I feel like they get the ball out faster more than ever. The last, last three or four weeks, I, I, I had uh, Jordan Love at, at Green Bay. I had Bajent, Bajent, still don't know how to say his name for Chicago Bears, Bajent. I hope I'm not disrespecting his last name. He, hell of a young player. Uh, CJ Stroud, and, and like just the likes of him, bro. All these quarterbacks, I'm like, ooh. Previous weeks, you know, we we, we watching everything around, like, oh, Saks are averaging three and a half seconds. Again, you know, guys are going at seven to nine steps. Last four weeks, bro, we've been averaging 2.3 or some joint like that. Like, it's frustrating as pass rusher. But you get into the, you know, you get into the stretch of quarterbacks where now, it's time to start making some money after this week, apparently, because now we got Josh Dobbs, who's on that same hype. You know, we got we got excited because you know, you know, Kirk Cousins is a guy who's going to take seven seven step drops, going to do the right reads. Again, prolific passer, guy who, who got, guy who's going to make you work for each and every play. And now you got Josh Dobbs. So now I'm going back to like Arizona Arizona Cardinal field. I'm going back to the Steelers field. Um, but the young guys, this next generation. Man, it's 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 pivotal. Like you see these guys going off this year. Like you know, Danielle Hunter already had ten sacks. Josh Allen probably had around ten sacks. Um, T.J. Watt, you know, eight or nine, whatever it is. Uh, Micah, it's it's all these young guys going crazy right now. Uh, my guy Carl Grandison already had five and a half. It's like you got seven seven games left. I'm, I'm trying to see what the new ceiling is going to be. The way these guys go crazy. Um, I'm just I'm just overly excited to see where they are. So any any information I can give or whatever it is. I'm with it. I'm all for the D line excelling as long as they don't excel against the Saints. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it's I feel like it's twofold. I, I feel like you know I I give them information in exchange for information. You know, it's a you never you, you never stop learning. So it has never been the the teach clinic at the Von Miller Pastor Summit. It's always been you know link and learn. Like I learn some every time I'm out there and and to stay and play. A long time in the NFL, you have to have that ability. You you can never say I know it all. Like even to this day, like I still don't know it all. Thirteen years in the league, I try to I try to find something in in whoever's having success in the National Football League, and it's a lot of young pass rushers out there going crazy. So I just try to. That's just my way of of giving back to the game that has given so much to me, man. And I appreciate you for being part of that, man. But you're a podcaster now. I'm a podcaster. Um, I came to your show last week, and I want to say, you know, thank you for returning the favor for me, man. Um, growing up in Minnesota, your dad was your dad played for the Vikings, tight end for the Vikings. How was how was that, bro? I, I can't even imagine like dad playing the NFL, bro. It, that had to be that had to be you know the the subject to talk about at school, especially during the fall, especially during the fall, growing up playing football. Like I'm, I'm sure you said, man, my dad plays football for the Vikings. How was that, bro? No. I think I think they did a great job of sort of keeping us sheltered away from that life. It wasn't like now where you know you got 
all, all types of social media, TikTok, Instagram, you know, Twitch, caffeine, all the, you know, all these platforms to get you, you know, YouTube, whatever it is. Um, you know, back then it was TV, radio, and what? Like we, we had to grow up with dial, dial up internet, you know what I'm saying? So we didn't even have internet while he was in the league. Think, think about that. Like just the, the, the whole space that was transformed with, with that alone. So it was easy to shelter him off from like, hey, you know, dad plays football, but you go to the, you know, key games, you go to whatever it is. It's not like this week where now it's like, you know, this day and age where it's a whole production. We didn't go to every home game, you know, like that just wasn't, it wasn't realistic. It was like, all right, well, he has a game, so we'll see him when he gets home. No, I think they did. I think my parents did a great job of sort of like being able to shield us away from all that. So I was four or five years old when he retired. A year later, we moved back to, you know, we moved from Minnesota where he'd been his entire career back to Arizona. So you, you, you leave, a, leave a lot of that fan lore, you know, that, that awe inspiring your dad is back there, you know? So you get to Arizona, it's just another day. He's an engineer, he's working, he comes home. For us, our daily, our daily lives never changed. It was like, oh, dad played football, cool, next. You know, it wasn't until you got to high school, junior high, high school. It was like, oh, dad didn't just play. That was that dude, and you know, that was that was putting in significant work to be a be a pro bowler. You're like, you don't really understand until you, you know, get to that level. Where it's like, oh shoot, because I mean, I feel like a lot of kids like now Madden is prevalent. Madden is the game to play. You know, you kids seven, eight, nine years old. Oh man, I got I got you. I got a, a mutt card on you, or I, you know, I'm doing. I'm doing a uh, fantasy football or whatever it is, but that's another connection. Us growing up, there was there wasn't fantasy football. There wasn't you know we were playing Tecmo Bowl when the numbers in you know when the last names didn't even pop up. It was like number eighty three score. You're like, I think that's that. You know, like you can make you can make up your own storyline that way. <laughs> I think that's that. <laughs> you know, now kids are like playing Madden. You know, my son's like, Dad, I got you coming off the edge. I'm like, Yeah, you know, like yeah, you do. You know, like there's there's pride there. You know, like <laughs> I didn't I didn't have that growing up. You know, just in terms of playing video games, it just is what it is. Um, but so th- that that connection was sort of lost. It was like it literally took me to probably to high school. Like, oh shoot, that that was really that guy. And even then, he was trying to be my coach. And I was like, hey man, you play tight end. I'm a defensive end for a reason. Like I like you stay over on that side. <laughs> no, nah, but he he know though, man. He know though. I feel like even though I play de- defensive end, like I could give tips on if you know offensive linemen, wide receivers, quarterbacks, whatever. You know, I just feel like that's that's been my life, man. That's been my life. Not to side with your dad or anything like that. I'm just I'm just saying, man. You have credit. You have credit <laughs> to your father's work ethic as being key to your success. You know, now being a father yourself, is that something you you also you know try to instill in, in your kids? I heard you. You know, say um, on the podcast last week, you said, no matter what, I'm going to get up and cook breakfast, you know, before my before my kids go to school and before I go to work, man. Is is that like part of the, the things that you want your kids to see about, you know, you being in the league, but still you have time to be a dad? Yeah, man. In fact, last week I took, uh, well, you know, my son's eight and he's growing at like, you know, just a rapid rate, dude, the monster, name's Tank. Um, and, you know, he was. He was complaining about how his knees and ankles hurt or whatever it was. He's got growing pains, right? So after breakfast, was it last Saturday? I was like, all right, man. I was like, you know, we did, we did whatever whatever the breakfast was. I was like, all right. I was like, you, you tough, right? He was like, yeah, man. He's like, he's like, Dad, I'm just, I'm like, my body's sore. I said, all right, let's go get in the cold tub. You know, so <laughs> I drove him to the facility. We hopped in the cold tub, and I don't get the cold tub. So that's how you know that's real love. Like I don't believe I don't believe in it. I think hot tub can sense all of it just 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 as well. I threw my man in the cold tub, 
And we tell we tell you the time of my life. Like we got there probably like seven, seven o'clock, seven ten. Our trainers are over there looking at me, put my son in this cold tub, probably looking like a terrible father. But I put him in the cold tub. I'm like, you got to be in there for two minutes. I was like, just two, man. And he, 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 dad, you didn't tell me this was Arctic. I'm like, Arctic. Okay. He's like, it's, no, you don't even get in the cold tub. I was like, I don't. I was like, you know what? I threw grays on, got in the cold tub with him. My man was upset. Just, can you, this, this is not okay. I said, bro, you got to sit in there. Like you got to get your waist down. I was like, yo, if you're, if you're aching, this is going to help you with your aching. Maybe a minute and a half in, he jumps to the hot tub. Bro, I was like, we got to go two minutes. So I'll make him do two minutes from there. I'm like, bro, like, this is something that he's he's probably going to be mentally scarred for for the rest of his life. But at the same time, like, he's like, you know, a week later, he's like, hey, dad, if my body starts hurting, do I have to go back to the cold tub? I was like, well, did it help? And if it helps, then yes. If not, then no, we'll, we'll, we'll keep to the hot tub. He's like, I think I can go back to the hot tub. Of course you think you can go to the hot tub. Everybody can go to the hot tub. That's why daddy goes to the hot tub. But I, mean, I just hope these are like the little things that they take away. Well, the dope thing is, you know, my man's eight years old, so he's going to have some like core memories of me playing football. You know, I'm playing, I'm playing for another few years. Eventually, like it won't be like, you know, me at five years old or whatever. Like, I think I remember a game. You can be like, oh, I remember when I was here and doing this. And I met, I remember meeting him. Like there's going to be, there's going to be some core memories that, that are ingrained in them. Yeah, 100%, man. It, it, those are going to be core, uh, core memories, man. That's, that's dope to, that's dope to even think about. He's eight years old. Like he, he's almost grown, man. He's going to remember all of that stuff, man. How does it, how does it feel to have that, that dynamic come full circle? Hey, you know, you, you got, when you got a legacy holder, like, you know, shout out to all the, all the dads that have a, a boy. I feel like every man needs, needs to raise a man, you know, like, this just navigating this path, especially especially now. Uh, like again, we'll, we'll bring up probably beat social media to to horse runs dry, but that's not something that I grew up in. You know, you didn't grow up with just you know YouTube available on an iPad. You know, we had to walk around third, fourth grade with uh, maybe second grade. You know, with the Walkman or something like that. We we didn't just have you know we we had a fight to put twelve songs on a uh, on a UBS. <laughs> we used to burn CDs. They're not going through none of that. It's just readily available on their iPad. Little man got an iPad, you know? Like, this is this is just the wild time we live in. But it's so awesome to see how he's able to – now he plays flag football. His last game, you know, he had, he, they had like a doubleheader playoff game, 1-1, one, one, lost, lost the second one. But he had like two picks, like pivotal picks, and I'm just like sitting there like, hey, man, good for you. You know, like, it's just great to see. And at eight years old, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm not pressing him, but I'm. That's cool. I'm, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, hey man, as long as you give it your all, that's all I can ask for. And he's amped up. He looked like every D tackle that's ever made, you know, a, a significant tackle. He's kicking legs. He's he's hyped up. He looked like my guy Malcolm Roach after he makes a tackle. Like he he's pumped the whole team up. I'm like, bro, you you got a whole nother play. But that's it's it's fire oh, to dope. see. It, it, that really brings it full circle. I'm like, dang. Like, is this what I looked like when I was playing playing a little pee wee ball? Or like, is this this how pops felt? And now I'm just watching my guy just like, bro. That's dope. If he was eight years older, like 16, 17, like, you know, those few players that had, like, kids in high school, I'm not going to lie to you. As much as I love football, my man would have a, have a game Friday night and the coach tell me no, I'm taking that fine every time. Like, like I'm, I'm watching. I'm trying to see all their events. You know, like, you got to. Got to be that's there for dope. them. Like, that's, that's, that's the whole point of having a legacy retainer. That's the whole point of having a, a fam is to – you know, try and be that supporting cast for for your uh, for your team. They're there for me on Sundays. How could I not be there for them on their game day? 
on the machine. I don't think I don't think Coach would, would find you for that, man. I don't, I don't think when you break it down to him like that, I don't think he will find you for that, man. Has your son ever ever gave you uh, grief on your celebrations? Has he ever tried to help you with your celebrations? Nah, nah. Luckily, luckily we don't DJ from the past. You know what I'm saying? We we just keep stacking them things, and it it goes through. He's like, Dad, I ain't see it today. Like he'll challenge me on like, Hey, he didn't see it enough. He's like, Dad, I ain't see it today. I'm like, hey, hey, relax, brother. You ain't gonna get a sack every time. And I stress it. I stress it to the umpteenth degree. I said, hey, man, to get to third down, there's first and second. And he's like, yeah, that's one gonna be a linebacker. I'm gonna hit everybody. I said, no, that makes that makes sense. Could we could we could also work on this jumper? Like your mom's played ball at Rutgers for a reason, baby. Like she was chosen. Now, oh man, yes, like yes, legacy vibes. Yes. I got a, I got a perfect coach. I I saw her. You know, I was like, ooh. Like, I'm glad I fell in love with you because, like, you, McDonald's All-American from Cali, you know, like, triple threat on, you know, I, I need all them coaching skills, babe. Like, that's that's your role. So she got all four of them kids dribbling. We we need that. We're here for the finer nuances. So I need, I need, I really want him to be a three. Like, he wants so, to be man. a three tech, and I want him to be just a wing three. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to stretch yeah. that thing. Yeah, man, you get to play inside. You get to play in, in arenas all year round, hot, cold. You got constant temperature every every everywhere you go, travel across the world, man. I mean. What? You you sprain a wrist? You don't play the game. It really does not, man. But, um, you know, back to celebrations, you gave your dad grief on, on some of the celebrations, too. Hey, leading up, leading up to the draft, did you think you was going to Minnesota? No, I was praying I wasn't going to Minnesota. He was praying you wasn't going. <laughs> Man, I, anywhere cold, I was trying not to go. Yeah, come on, Vaughn. You know me. You know me for 13 years now. <laughs> I'm not the one. If it's if it's sub 75, I'm throwing a sweater on. I'm in the house with a sweater on, and it was 80 degrees out today. Yeah, I, I knew. I, I had. It was Denver and Buffalo, so I just I just had I accepted it from from day one. But Denver, it really wasn't that cold, and I feel like now, like you know. Like, if you if you're in the league, you you you're going to have to play eight games. I mean, in the NFC South, like y'all y'all got domes, y'all got domes everywhere. Y'all don't y'all don't play in the y'all don't play in that much cold out there in the NFC South. But everywhere else, you're gonna get at least eight games in the cold, no matter no matter who you play for. <laughs> Every year the schedule come out, I'll be over there looking at the dates. Oh, we got we got the Jets win. Oh, okay, 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 okay. September, that's cool, that's cool. Oh, oh, we got we got Green Bay win. October. Ah, ah, come on, Lord. Do your thing, baby. Hey, it, it, Man, uh, I, just, I just, to be honest, I've, I've accepted the cold weather. I, I really look at how many, how many artificial turf fields I'm going to play on. Like now it's like, now it's to that point. Like, okay. I, I look at the schedule and I'll be like, okay, like, uh, turf, 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 turf. Oh, I got grass right here. Grass. Uh, turf again, turf, 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 turf. Well, we play on turf. So you gotta, you gotta kind of explain accept that what, what? now. You gotta accept that now. Wait, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 you know me, bro. Like, I try to be with the people, and I know our compatriots and constituents love the idea of grass. But for our get off, especially for you, your get off is elite. Your first three steps is damn near unmatched. For you to say grass is wild to me. Like, I, them tracks, them grass fields that I be on, bro. So one or two get offs a game. You take off and your footing is not there. Yeah, I mean, you got so much power. I mean, Brady got doing? so much power coming out of that. What are we That three-point stance or that two-point stance, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen sometimes. But the overall feel, like, when you turn in and you're going around the corner, like, it doesn't put as much stress on the body when you're going at high speeds like that. And then you start stopping, start stopping. Like, I feel like 
on grass, it feels, you know, better to me. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's just when I see the when I see the artificial turf fields and then you warm up, it's just at this point, you know, it's just uh, I'm a grass guy. I, I really am a grass guy. In Denver, you know, we had grass. San Diego was grass. Oakland was grass. Now both now both of those teams would change, but they were both grass. And uh, Kansas City were, were grass. So no, 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 Oakland was grass dirt. I, <laughs> yeah, okay. I we always only played on the only played on the, the the baseball diamond once my whole entire career. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, probably yeah, not. It was too. I, I do miss too. that Oakland Stadium, though. I really. Why? The Diamond? Oh, I miss that great. Oakland Stadium. Grand that was third? one of my favorite places to play, man. It, it really was, man. I like playing yeah, in San Diego, too. Ain't no way. Bro, I sprained my MCL our rookie <laughs> year uh, splitting between grass grass and dirt. I said, oh, this is this got to be illegal. This is dumb. On the, on the, on the, on the Raiders field? Man, on the Raiders field. Like, I, like God has blessed me, right? With. with the ability to play 201 games, started 200 of them, like, you know, have have, have missed two games in my career. Bro, I sprained my MCL on, on, on being split rookie year there. And then, you know, probably like it was somebody somewhere else with grass. I was like, maybe I'm not a grass guy. Like, I need I need my footing. So you like turf. You like turf. I like sure footing. If you could give me grass with better grass than whatever is at uh, Soldier Field, <laughs> or or Lambo, the the Herald and Lambo. Like you remember, my rookie year, my first game was at Lambo, and I was like, "Oh dang, this is Lambo Field!" Like the stories, the history, the amount of hate I have for Green Bay because I was born in Minnesota. Right, my daddy played thirteen years of Vikings. I hated Green Bay for as long as I can remember until yeah, then. I stopped. You know, I was like, "I'm a Vikings fan." Until Whatever his, you know, Brett Favre went over to the Vikings. I was like, nah, I got to step away. I was like, we, we don't just accept the enemy just because he transferred colors, right? So, you know, I was like, this is Lambeau Field first game. And I got there and the grass was trash. And I was like, I, I was like, yo, every time we were with, like, you know, when you're getting speeches at halftime from your head coach talking about, you got to wear these type cleats. You got to, if, if half inch is enough, you got to put, you know, a three quarters in. When we we're arguing, but the, Different spikes we're having in our cleats, the different, you know, whatever that is in the cleats. Fam, I'm trying to I'm trying to execute at a high level. That is interesting, man. You know, we were just talking about early, early in our career, you know, playing on on, you know, the Raiders field, have have baseball, have grass, man, back in the good days. Back in two thousand back in 2000, 2011, man, we were with very rare company, man. Um, you know, not often do you get to play with your team. Your whole entire career, man, and you are you are definitely on pace to do that, man. How rare is that? I mean, I I thought I was gonna be able to do it with the Denver Broncos, but I walked in one day and they just didn't love me no more. And you are doing it, man. How does that feel to be with the same team for over a decade, man? Um, yeah, being at year thirteen, uh, you know, it, it it's been a phenomenal situation to be with the Saints to have been as uh, you know been. Here my entire career. I've never had to leave. I've never had to think about leaving. I've threatened to retire over leaving. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, ah, you trade me, I'll retire. How can you, like, I'll be like Gronkowski. How can you trade me and retire, bro? Like, that'd be the end of it. But um, that's been a huge, <laughs> a huge blessing. You know, the Jordan men got 26 years of collective NFL work over two teams. That's it. That's, that's, that's rare enough. You know, like, I don't, uh, I don't know too many people from our draft class as what's me, Cam Hayward, Tyron Smith. That's that's it. Been been with the same team their entire careers. 
How many? How many draft picks is it? That's yep. two hundred thirty. How has that relationship with your teammates and your coaches evolved throughout your time being there? Man, it was probably like you know um, a mentorship program for me when I first got to the league. You know, when you first get to the league, it's everybody's coach, coach, coach. Yes, coach. No coach. Yes, coach. No coach. Yes, coach. We'll do coach. Yes, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. And then, you know, you are, you are just gra- gravitating towards the OGs, the John Vilma, the Will Smith, the Jimmy Grams, you know, Patrick, uh, yeah, P. Rob, Patrick Robinson, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Roman Harper. You're taking any and everything from them. Like, all right, well, how do you study film? How do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? To settling into, you know, year two, year three. And you're like, all right, I'm, this, is, this is the way that I'm doing things. This is, okay, this is how I attack my game plan. This is how we get it going. I got to make sure I draw out all these plays because I'm a visual learner. Uh, you know, so even now that I got an iPad, I still have a notebook and I'm drawing my little squares and circles, even though they give us the, the defensive notebook that has all that, I got to do it myself. So once I write it, it's ingrained. You know, it's like once I write it out, I feel like I know it. Once I write it out, I feel like it goes into my mind. You know, you learn, you learn how to learn as you're in the league. And you also learn how to talk to coaches and how to talk to players as you're growing up. So right around year three was a big turnover on our defense where they got all the old players, bundled them up and sent them on out of there. And next thing I know, you know, year four, I was like the oldest tenured guy on the team. And it's like, all right, well, now I've, I've, I've learned everything I could from my OGs. So this is the path that we go. We keep some traditions the same. Defense eats every Thursday, which, you, you know, every Thursday we go to dinner as a defense. It's great. You know, that's where you get to know your teammates. And it's great that we're in New Orleans, which is, you know, a, a big city, but it's a, it's a small city with big city fields. You know, you, you can you can traverse New Orleans to Kenner, Kennebrook in 20 minutes. You know, it's not like it's not like being in go, you go down to te- Texas and it's Plano and Dallas and downtown Dallas. And, you know, it's, it's all Irving and all these cities that you take an hour to get to actual Dallas from, you know, uh, uh, man, what you know about Dallas, man? What you know about Dallas, man? Man, you know, uh, at one point in time, the, the kid wanted to be <laughs> somewhere in Dallas in the offseason. Um, and shoot, show, show may happen one day, but you know, it, it's just we're, we're we're New Orleans field, so everything's cool. So as I'm like I said, as I'm gravitating towards guys, we're keeping our stuff, we're changing things in. You know, I get the ox. It was like really the changing of, of the sword when you get the auxiliary cord to the boombox. I got the ox about year four. And I ain't really let go until about this year. I'm starting to let go. They got it now, you know. But that that transition of being a kid to being a, a, a constant pro took three years, you know. Three years made a Pro Bowl. Never really looked back. Three, two years it took me to get on the third down for real and making my own locker room vibes. You sort of just have, you, as long as you're doing the right things the right way, things are going to work out your way. Is then the team starts gravitating towards you. And you have to be able to like, all right, well, this is how I got here. This is you have to be willing to share. That's the that's the biggest part. Is some you know some guys come in and they're like, no, this is what I do, and they keep it there on their own. I think I'm in a phenomenal locker room. Where it's like, oh, dang, bro, oh, you got an AC spray? Well, this is this is the machine that I use. This is what I use. This is you know all this other stuff. So you're just constantly getting an open locker room where you can communicate and talk things out. Oh, this is this is the play we're on. You know, you go to defense dinner now. You know things about your guys. You're talking to them like, hey, man, how's the kid? All right, cool. Man, when you drop in that cup of two and you got to do whatever this is, or, oh, we're running this D-line stunt, this is what I need from me. Don't forget to give, you know, don't forget to give me that six call when we go no tight end, whatever that is. You know, like it's, you're building chemistry because each man each year is going to be different. As you know, locker rooms come and go during, during not even from season to season, within a season. 
you have guys get hurt, guys come in, trade for somebody, whatever it is. So it's just that constant ebb and flow. So being a leader is just more than, hey, I got to see on my patch. It's being able to be a rally point, being able to be, you know, a guy that guys can rely upon and as well as come to. Man, that's that's cool, man. How is is Derek Carr? Does Derek Carr ever come to some of those defensive those defensive meetings, those defensive dinners? No, I don't know if he's ever been invited. You know what? I'm gonna invite him this week. See if he want to come chill with the D line. I love, bro. For some for some reason, bro. Like I love Derek Carr, man. Like I, he's never played on my team, never been teammates. But I I love Derek Carr, man. Like I sacked him a couple of times, yeah. but. I like I love Derek Carr, man. I've seen him out. I've been around. He was at Max Crosby's wedding, man. Like I, I love Derek Carr, man. How is it? Uh, how's it like having Derek Carr on your team? Great dude, great dude. You know, like especially because we're sort of similar in, in that age age aspect of it all. Uh, had had good success, and he just wants to, he has that competitive spirit that want to win. Um, it's it's phenomenal, bro. Talk to him. He's probably eight locks down for me. Talk to him every morning when I walk in. And he's so positive. He's like, you can see the intensity in eyes. Like, I'm like, do you see what up, baby? He's like, how are you? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm good. And early in the morning, who need coffee when you got Derek Carr? You know, like, it's, it's just that, that buy-in from jump. And it, it's great. Like, you can see it all. You can see that practice. Like, his will, like, oh, what? If I, I can hit him here. And, you know, we'll, we'll be, you know, oh, you don't. So, in our practice, you know, whatever it is, scout teams going against offense, where they have whatever our ones go against our scout offense. And then we come back. Our D line is literally right next to the quarterback position, you know? So I'm going over talking to DC. Like, hey man, I don't know about that. We would have made that tackle. So we're sorry that friendly banner there, but you see, you see uh, between these plays, how much he wants to win and it's infectious. So even when things don't go the right way early on this season, or even if they ever do go the wrong way during the season, you're like, bro, I know his intention. He wants to win at such a high level. Like you, you can only root for. Him. Like, bro, it's it's a, it's always impressive to see. Like, Landon on the AC, he left the Green Bay get Packers game. He was like, "No, I'm playing this week." Like that very next week, he wasn't. He was like, "Man, I'm like, if I could throw, I can throw." And ever since then, I've been like, "Bro, he go get her." Like he doesn't. Like he's just trying to get to the game. He like me. <laughs> hey. Tape it up. We'll worry about it tomorrow. Man, that's that's dope, man. I love Derek Carr, man. And things were definitely going good for you guys, man. Y'all got the dub against the Bears. Um, Taysom Hill, he went crazy. He joins the NFL 10-10-10 club. 10 passing, 10 rushing, and receiving touchdowns. He's the first player to do that in 66 years. How impressive is that? He's a Swiss Army knife, man. What, what can he do? He need to come over here and come play linebacker one time. Come downhill. Get some defensive snaps. Cause I mean, he running, he running powers, he running, you know, he's he's throwing tutties, he's doing whatever. He and he he's looking for contact. I'll give you that. Like he don't shy away from nothing. Ain't no running out of bounds. He he may see out of bounds and like meet me before I go out. No, he he, he refuses. He's such a nice guy, you know. Like he's a BYU guy, so like really really nice, kind person, right? But he he's looking for that contact. So it's it's it's, it's awesome to see. You probably haven't, but have you ever played with a player like him before? Yeah, in high school, you know, like high school, you had plenty of kids that would be a punt returner, then go play <laughs> fullback, and then you know go be tight end and wide receiver. Oh no, by the but way, not in the league and, though, for sure. Yeah, not in the not in the league. <laughs> the league? Nah, man. You know, you every now and again you catch a, a running back or a wide receiver that can you know do a little wildcat. Or a former quarterback that, you know, get a reverse and toss that thing. You know, a Muhammad Sanu type, you know, you, you go ahead, sling one downtown and score a touchdown, whatever that is. Odell Beckham, when he, you know, had his little his little toss to Jarvis back then. But you ain't seen it on a consistent basis. 
And it's not like, hey, no, go play tight end, by the way. Oh, go play slot. Oh, go, go play this halfback spot. You're not, you're not seeing all that being filled. That's just, I don't know if you're ever going to see it again. Man, that's that's insane what, what Tyson Hill is doing, man. And you really can't talk about the Saints without talking about this defense, man. The defense has forced a turnover in every single game this season. How does this defense compare to Saints defenses from the past that you've played on? I, I didn't I didn't know that stat until you threw that out there. It's tough to do. You know, some weeks you have a lot, some weeks you don't, but you guys have been effective in each and every game this this season, man. How does this defense compare to, to other teams, other defenses that you've been on? Man, I think I've been on some uh, pretty good defenses. I've been on uh, the historic, like a uh, historically worst defense ever <laughs> in my tenure <laughs> on the Saints. Um, but I'd rank uh, for right now. It's not a midseason temp check because I guess we're what ten games in, nine games in. You know, um, yeah, nine games in. We got eight games left. I think that we're we're trending. You know, we're trending towards one of the top defenses I've ever been a part of. And that's saying something because I, I feel like it was a, in 2019 and 2020, we were number one or number two, uh, defensively speaking, number two maybe, uh, in terms of run for yards, yards allowed per game, sacks, turnovers, all of it. Um, just a top that, – that's probably going to be one of my top defenses. Um, so if, if we go out on course, this could be the best defense I've been a part of. But that's – again, we got – we got eight games left. I refuse to just say this is the best yet because, as we all know, this is a marathon. This ain't a sprint. You know, in my mind, we're we're uh, just a little over halfway through. Yeah, man. You 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 know, it's definitely a marathon, man. Um, you, you gotta you gotta stay consistent over time, and y'all definitely doing it, man. I, I saw the clip of you sacking Matt Ryan again on the sidelines on Sunday, man. You sacked Matt Ryan twenty three times throughout your career. That is the most ever in NFL history of one guy sacking another quarterback, the most ever in NFL history, by the way. So they got me, so they got me thinking, man. And I wanted to do like a little quiz, right? Um, I'm going to name the edge rusher and you tell me who is the quarterback that they sacked the most. And I'll give you, I'll give you some hints, of course. Okay. I, of course I, I start with myself. I played in the AFC West for 11 and a half years which quarterback did I sack the most? Phillip Rivers or Russell Wilson? Of course, Phillip, my guy. Phillip Rivers with Phillip 16 Rivers. sacks, man. Yeah. I love, man, I love Phillip Rivers. That is my guy, man. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. let's let's keep going, man. <laughs> How about Aaron Donald? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson with 16 too. <laughs> hey, Russ, hey, Russell Wilson was giving yes, it up. Aaron <laughs> Donald was getting it, man. <laughs> But like, what did I miss? I, I don't know if I've ever sacked Russell Wilson. He didn't. He didn't got out of my sacks. I remember early in my career, man. Like Russell Wilson, you did not want to play Russell Wilson, man. He was not going to go down easy, man. He's still tough to bring down, man. Broncos are doing good, but let's uh, continue. Miles. So we got Miles Garrett on here. He's the Cincinnati Bengals. He has the the Baltimore Ravens, and he has the the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I, I'm a go Ben Roethlisberger, but I don't. I don't know. The AFC, there's no stability. There hasn't been stability there so recently. He has sacked Joe Burrow nine times. Joe Burrow ain't even been in the league that long. He's sacked no. Joe Burrow nine times already. Dang. <laughs> we got, okay, Dang. we got TJ Watt. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow because it seemed like he giving it up. Baker Mayfield, eight and a half times. No. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield eight and a half times. Three and a half yeah. years or something like that, huh? 
I'm saying they had to get him out of there, man. He's gonna break the he's gonna break the record on Baker Mayfield. Got JJ Watt. He's retired now. I'll give you a hint. He's retired now. Man, that's that's a lot of the Texas quarterbacks, huh? <laughs> during, during, during that time, uh, but he played for Texas, so that can't be it. Jacksonville. Oh, I'm not gonna know this one. Peyton, I'm gonna say Peyton, but like Peyton was Andrew Luck, eleven times. Right team, wrong quarterback. I say, man, <laughs> man, look, like Peyton was a hard, uh, hard to sack. That was and Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was Andrew Luck was hard to sack. He was hard to sack too. He 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 really was hard to sack. But we got my guy Demarcus, and I, I know this one because I've asked Demarcus this before. Um, he played in the the NFC the NFC East. No, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say got to be Eli. Gotta be a man. Def- definitely Eli. 14 and a half times. I, w- I would have loved that, man. Eli standing around. It just when you get close to him, he's just gonna fall. I would have loved that, man, for real. Hey, hey, give you one of these quick ones. I'll take one. To- oh, oh, touch him. <laughs> I got I got I got Makes two, sense. I got two more. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um another retired great, and then we'll go to one of the young pass rushers that's that's uh, killing it right now. Michael Strahan. Oh, I'm going to say... Dang. It's gotta be, it might be a Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Donovan McNabb. It is. Donovan McNabb, 14 and a half times, and he had Coy Detmer, 14 and a half times. So Michael Strahan, he's been going off, of course. And one of our young guys, Michael uh, Micah Parsons, um, you know, in that same division, but he has quite a few guys that he's sacked multiple times. Oh, dang. He's young. Okay. Michael Parsons. Michael. It's probably, it's probably uh, Eli, Eli Manning Jr. at this point, little Daniel Jones. <laughs> he does have Daniel Jones three times, but he also has Tom Brady three times, Taylor Hinky three times, and he has Matthew Stafford three times. So he's he's been going crazy. He's been busy. It's been quite a week in the league this week, man. Um, starting out in Germany, it was a couple that had got engaged. And right after the couple had got engaged, he hugged the mascot first. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Uh, did she did she un- get unengaged the same day? I don't think it would I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think like she's crying and stuff. Look at him. Like, said, she said yes. What, <laughs> he hugged the mascot first. <laughs> he was excited, man. He's excited. He's a Chiefs fan. Chiefs. They had a they had a great game. Nah. Man. It was the first game in um in in Frankfurt, Germany. Kansas City beat Miami, and it was a really good game. I, I watched the game while we were in um remember we I, I watched the game when we was in Cincinnati that morning, and it was crazy, man. It, it had to be um one of the best games this season, man. The Dolphins they played well, but I think the the score on defense was probably the determining factor. As a matter of fact, it was because the Dolphins ended up scoring. Two touchdowns, and they only the Chiefs only beat them by a touchdown. But this play was insane. It was on the verge of not being a catch, too. I don't. It might not have been a catch, but the refs called it, man, and they went and scored, and it was an amazing play. What What do you think about this play? And he was high stepping. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did, he he earned all that. Mm-hmm. And that little lateral, hey, that's that's great awareness. That little lateral, and then sort of held on to Tyreek for just a second to get you because you knew Tyreek was going to walk him down. No. Nah. He started high stepping for real. He deserved that. Everything, everything good that happened to him, he deserved that. That that was that was a great play, man. Um, Patrick Mahomes after the game, he said the Chiefs have the best defense. Um, they definitely have a they definitely have a really good defense. They're they're winning a lot of games defensively. Um, what do you think of uh, Patrick Mahomes' tapes? And what are your top defenses in the league right now? Of course, the Saints are on there. 
the Bills, we you know, we got some work to do. Um, but the Saints are, are got to be on there and the Chiefs are on there. So what are the other three defenses that are running off, that are running off plays, running off great game, running off great games this at this point in the season? Man, um, Bills got depth for sure. Y'all D-line depth, you know, Jordan Phillips, A.J. Epinosa. Uh, you talk about Ed Oliver. Shoot, Ed, Ed probably having his best year yet, huh? Like, I, I was seeing him do some dirty work on the inside. Mm-hmm. He got five sacks. He five away from getting double digits. Mm, love that for him. Uh, AJ, too. Shoot. Um, I think, hey, don't y'all still got Shaq Lawson over there, too? Y'all got some depth over there. You got Shaq Lawson just picked up Linval Joseph, too. Right. But who are the, who are the other top three defenses you have? Um, I'm always going to put the Saints up there because I just think there's, we're just star-studded. I mean, Guys that they always gonna get it. Demar Davis, Ty Matthews, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Marcus May, Paulson Adebo just had two sacks. I think he got or two sacks, two uh, interceptions. Um, playing phenomenal, forced a turnover, a pivotal term, turnover on DJ Moore. Um, I think that if we're not counting us, just because I'm biased, maybe, but I think we're leading the league in interceptions for sure. Uh, which means eventually quarterbacks are going to have to start holding it, which means we can get our sacks back right. You know how it goes hand in hand. Um, but mm-hmm. so we, yes, sir. We, we take that we take that out of there. I'm going to say Philadelphia Eagles because, I mean, shoot, even their backup's backup is like a first-rounder. Them, them boys so star-studded at, at defensive line, and then they got a cold secondary. Um, then after them, I'm probably going to go with um, – I like Seattle, Seattle defense too, but I'm going to go with the 49ers defense. They just picked up Chase Young over there, opposite of Nick Boza. <laughs> they just got a week. You know, they got Hargraves formerly with uh, with the Philadelphia last year, had a 10-piece, came over. To, so that just bolstered their D-line even further. They already had Eric Armstead. They got Javon Kinlaw. Clearly, I'm biased. I'm always going to go T line first, um, but I, I love watching D line play. I love watching the need. I think I think Nick Bosa is the, the second closest uh, under Max Crosby that plays like takes pride in playing the run and the pass as a defensive end, which doesn't happen much. You know, we just all get pushed into that edge rusher category. Um, and so when you think about when you think about that, and they got B Graham over in Philadelphia. Dang, yeah, I'm probably going to say I'm, let's going to round that one out. So, you know, in no particular order, it's going to be – it's going to be right there. I like that too, man. The 49ers, they got a really good defense, man. Like you said, Chase Young, um, Nick Bosa. And they, they, Eric Armstead, that's my guy, man. Um, but you guys, are, you're, you guys are playing the Vikings this week, and we have to talk about Josh Dobbs. Um, Josh Dobbs, he made his debut after rookie quarterback Jaron Hall was ruled out early. What do you think about his, his game that he played um, this, this last past week? Uh, shoot, he got a win against Atlanta. Man, you saw the clip of him like doing the doing the snap under his center, and he didn't even know his name. He put a cold hand on his center, like, "Hey, bud, how are you?" <laughs> you know, like I'm about to I'm about to run the ship now, and they got a win. That's huge. Like that's cr- that's crazy to think. Like insert week one. No, no, I got the offense already. We'll figure this out without your main playmaker, who Justin Jefferson, who may come back this week. And come on, man! Like you know, I think I think he's he's hitting hitting his lick at the right time. He's been in a couple places, and it seems like he he shined at Arizona and is now trying to shine at, at the Minnesota Vikings. I don't like it for us that it's you know give, give me give me a, a, a less mobile quarterback because he was out there toting that tater. 
you know, sometimes as mobile quarterbacks, they give it up too, man. So you, you just never know, man. His post-game locker room celebration um, was insane. He had been in Minnesota for five days. Like you said, didn't know the players, didn't know their names. I'm sure he barely knew plays as well, man. That's just cool to just see somebody step in and just play football. It shows you if you know how to play football, man, you can just plug and play, man. Of course, you want to be able to fine-tune the plays and stuff, but if you know football, man, you can just plug and play, man. Speaking of quarterbacks, CJ Stroud went crazy. He's playing at a he's playing at an MVP level. Um, he had five touchdowns. He breaks a rookie record for 470 passing yards. Man, I met CJ CJ Stroud was on the Vaughn cast at the Super Bowl this year, and I just knew, you know, you could just you could just you could just feel the light, feel the energy. Um, I knew he was going to be a great quarterback in this league. It's, it's still early, but he's definitely starting off in a very very um, elite way. And I think it all started for me. I mean, I'm sure he'll say the same thing when he played Georgia um, in the playoffs, man. He had a really good game versus Georgia, man. I think he left it all out there. He was scrambling around. And I think he's uh, definitely brought that into the NFL, man. And it's it's really good to see. What do you think about C.J. Shroud? I think uh, I think he's clearly uh, helping, right, whatever they got going over the Texans from previous years. Uh, my guy, Shutter Rankin, speaks highly of him. Um, you know, Will Anderson Jr. is over there, speaks highly of him. Uh, they came in what two and three respectively. Uh, I thought I, when we played him, he was making right decisions. Not that he was making, you know, uh, he, he was doing all the quick decisions. He was taking whatever they was given, and he was making it work. Uh, and for a young quarterback, I think that that's probably beneficial. You know, as a pass rusher, it's frustrating that you need to go after a quarterback that you know is like a read, read first or take off type situation. You like those quarterbacks that go through the progressions, uh, but. I saw highlights from this last game. It was like against Tampa, where it looked like he's he's growing at a rapid pace because he's already starting to look like comfortable, more comfortable in the pocket, reading defenses now. Like I see, you, young guy. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he is doing better each and every week, man. In their game, they had a running back um, kick a field goal for the goal ahead lead. Think how much pressure that is. Like kicker gets hurt, running back got to go in, emergency kicker, and he kicked. He kicked, look, he kicked the field goal for the go-ahead, the go-ahead lead, man. How crazy would that be? Do you think you could go out there and kick a field goal for the go-ahead lead? The fact that I've, I don't know if I've ever actually tried to attempt a field goal, I'm going to say no, but give me a week and I'm going to say yes. You give me, in fact, give me a day and I I, I feel I feel quite confident. Maybe, maybe it's false confidence, but I feel like yes. Mid-season. Tied up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You seen Indominus Sue do kicker, it some years ago? Hurt. Now you got to go out there and kick the field goal to go to take the go ahead lead midway through the fourth quarter. Big time players show up with big time plays. <laughs> Walk with pride, my boy. One hundred percent, man. I, you know, I, you know, I'm not. I got too much respect for the specialists, man. You know, I, some of my best friends in the league are specialists, kickers, punters. I'm um, long snapper, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say, man, that that definitely would not be me in that situation, man. I, I, that's just no, that's you gotta you gotta know when to draw the line, man. And that definitely could not be me, man. Especially to go ahead, like if we out there, you know, if we out there just you know messing around, and you know that's different. But for all the beans, for all the beans and whistles, like I would not want to be remembered as missing the field goal for the go ahead league. I'm just gonna say. Let's let have let's let's have somebody else go out there and do that. You know, we got all these quarterbacks and other guys. That definitely would not be Vaughn, man. It definitely would not be me. This last week, the Raiders fired their head coach. 
They fired the GM and they benched their franchise quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. And this week, interim head coach Antonio Pierce led them to a dub. How do you think? How do you think? Uh, how do you think um, McDaniel's feel at this time, man? How do you, how do you think that makes that makes uh, McDaniel's feel? And do you think McDaniel's was really the problem? I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a part. I'm not part of that locker room. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they look from from what the celebration that we saw, they were smoking cigars, fam. So. <laughs> That probably tells you all you need to know. Yeah, those, yeah they, they were smoking they were smoking cigars, vomiting hey, out in there, I'm black man. black and gold, not black and silver. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got no parts of that. Hey, man, it's <laughs> dope, man. And they hanging out in there, man. The league has changed, man. It's, it's changing, man. It is dope, man. It, it is dope, man. It is dope, man. Um, I think I think it's definitely... <laughs> they're smoking cigars, man. They're smoking cigars, man. But I think... You know, whenever you fire the head coach, man, there's probably some tension in there. You let go of the head coach. It's probably it's probably a sense of, hey, man, like, let's just go out here and play our style of football, man. Um, you know, it's probably a, a relief that they have. You know, and Antonio Pierce, he, he definitely um, brings some different energy to the locker room, man. And guys just want to play for you, man. We saw it um, last year. Was It was Jeff Saturday. He came in and, you know, he did a good job and had a couple of wins, man. It's just whenever you fire a coach, man, different energies in the room and you're able to go out there and play free. And they, they was able to get the dub, man. And I think that's, that has a huge impact on the morale. And, you know, Max Crosby was the one passing out the cigars, man. So it has the, it, it definitely helps with the morale and the vibe and the energy when you, when you uh, terminate guys like that mid season. But I don't think I've ever been a part of that. I'm just speculating on how that would feel. And it definitely looks like it feels good over there with the, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders, man, because they're having a great time, as we can see from the cigar. It's been a it's, it's been a real um, controversial topic um, for a while now, and it came into play again this Sunday. Um, roughing the passer, and the way that the refs are calling the roughing the passer calls, it is definitely crazy, man. We have a, a roughing the passer play, um, the the Commanders versus the Patriots right here. I mean, what else can you do right here? I don't know. He fell to the side of everything. Bro, like, bro, this is insane, man. What do you think? What do you think, man? What, what do you think is going on? I think in the offseason, he should start a charity event up where he invites referees for some hands. Cause like somebody owe him his ones. Cause like for you to take this sack away from him, I think that was his first sack of the year. Like he's a young kid, right? Like he's he's a young he's a young gun just got elevated after you ship off Montez Sweat and Chase Young and his first probably you know first whatever it is first major time role he gets a sack and does the right things knee broke fall he rolls forward doesn't roll like he doesn't bomb the quarterback you know he probably asked for consent the way he like he made sure everything was okay for him that that like they don't want us to succeed like it feels like for defense you got. 14 people against you, 11 on offense and two or three refs that are out to get each get you for offense, offense or defensive holding or roughing the passer in any given cause. Like, like it's it's getting ridiculous. You can't – a couple weeks back that hit from Kareem Jackson on, on a receiver that got him suspended for four games was just a regular shoulder hit. Now you got this kid, you know, every, every, every couple weeks it seems like it's one hit that seems normal that gets either a flag or more from it. And it's like at some point – as deep as a player, you you like Lord, but who looking out for us? It's 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 definitely insane, man. And it's 2023. 
you can easily pick that flag up. Like somebody can, you can easily see that on the screen and say like, okay, yeah, I called the flag, but it really wasn't a flag. Like, I'm just going to pick it up. There really is no pride in that. Like we're affecting the game. You know, we're affecting the outcome of the game. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he wouldn't get fined for that after they look at it and review it. But it's 2023. There is no harm in just saying, and just saying I, I made a mistake and just picking up the flag. Like there's no harm in it. They actually do it all the time on, on, uh, pass interference and defensive holding and all type of calls. Like there's no harm in just, you don't even have to review this. It doesn't even have to go to five minute review or anything like that. There's no harm in just looking up at the scoreboard and just saying, Oh Oh, yeah, you're right. I was a little bit too quick right here. I was a little bit too quick on this call right here, and there was really no need for me to affect the game. And you could just pick it up, man. I'm really not getting it. We had a call like that, too, in our game uh, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Tim Shuttle, he had a hit on the guy, and it was just ridiculous that he got a rough in the passer call. But it's all good when Josh gets him. But when everybody else gets him, it's it's like, man, what is going on, man? (laughs) T.J. Watt had a tweet. He said, um, what do you want defensive linemen to do? Someone please tell me. Um, rushing, rushing, roughing the passer penalties are, are out of control. And I agree with J.J. Ward on this one for sure. I really appreciate you for coming on my show, man. Um, like I say, anything that I, that I say to you on this podcast, I, I say to you off, man. You are definitely a motivating and inspiring uh, person, not even a player, man, on and off the football field. Hey, my guy, appreciate you, bro. I just want to be like you one day, bro. You're so positive towards offensive linemen, like, you know, running backs. You're just so positive towards offense, bro. I look at them as an option. You'd be like, this opportunity to learn more about my, my NFL brother. And I'm like, dang, I got to I gotta be more. I got to be like, bro. Man, hey, 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 keep being the all-star dad, man, that you are, man. Keep being the, the Hall of Fame dad that you are, man, I might say, man. And it's all love and respect, man. And I appreciate you, Cam. Thank you, man. Well, I appreciate you, my guy. I'm, at, I'm about to head to my daughter's practice right now. This week, Monday Night Preview, we have the Denver Broncos. And I'm not going to lie, I've had this game circled on my uh, calendar since it came out. Um, not like revenge or anything like that. It's just I follow the Denver Broncos. I'm not afraid to say that. I, I This is really – I follow two teams in the National Football League, the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos. And it's not like – I'm going out of my way to do it. It's just my life is still intertwined with Denver in so many different ways. So I pay attention to the Denver Broncos and the Denver Broncos play the Buffalo Bills, which happens to be my team. So it is a very, very special week for me and my family. Like I said, there's no revenge or hate or, oh, I got to go crazy this week because I feel like that each and every week. Um, You know, I still have so many different uh uh, family members and and brothers over there. And like I said, my life is still intertwined with Denver. So this would be a, a very good game um, for not only me, but for my family, man. I, I know all of those guys, Russell Wilson, Justin Simmons. Um, I'm not sure if, if KJ could be back this week, but Brandon Browning and, you know, all the guys over there, Caden Stearns and Josie Jewell and, you know, all of those guys, man. So it's, 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 uh, Jonathan Cooper, it's good to, you know, it'd just be good to play those guys. And I think it's just from a from a standpoint, I just know them. So it's not like a revenge game or anything like that. They traded me to a, the Los Angeles Rams and I won a Super Bowl. I don't have 
an ounce of hate in my blood for the Denver Broncos. I love the Denver Broncos, and it would be a great game to, to play them on our turf, the Buffalo Bills turf. And the Buffalo Bills, like I said before we came, it is not time to sound the alarm, but we're getting close. And before we get to that point where we have to sound the alarm, let's just start winning games right now. Um, and I think it, it starts with me. I have to... I have to play better. I have to find a way to be the type of player that I have been in the past. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not all the way yet, but I still feel like I can make an impact. I haven't done that yet, but I have to find a way to to get that done. I feel better and better each and every week. That is true. Um, but I am not back to where I where I have been or where I, where I need to be. So definitely not sounding an alarm with that. Um, it, it will come in due time. Like, what do I look like year 13, like panicking and, and being ungrateful? Like, man, why am I not? Like, you know, you just got to find a way to make it happen. You know, Kobe Bryant's done it. LeBron James has done it. You know, how come, you know, I can't do it? So I will find a way to uh, be effective again. And I just need to stay on the same path that I've been on each and every week. I feel better and better and better and better. And hopefully, this would be the week. I would love for it to be the week and to go out there and get a sack on Russell Wilson and celebrate for beating the Denver Broncos with my guys. And it'd be it'd be a wonderful time to do that. So it's time to get going. Not time to sound the alarm yet, but we're getting close. Got the Denver Broncos this week. A very special game for me, and I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, very much so. And it is a it has been an honor and a privilege to. Um, have this fun cast with you guys again. I had Cameron Jordan on there today. I respect the man in so many different ways. And I respect you guys, the viewers and the fans. And I really appreciate you guys for tuning in to this week's Vaughn cast. See you guys next week.